Hello, be beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of It's Time to Be You, the podcast that helps people pleasers take control and finally put themselves first. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter, and I'm a recovering people pleaser, life coach, and work in progress here to guide you on your journey. And a huge part of people pleasing is our desire to be liked. We want everyone to like us, but we need to remember that not everyone is going to like us, and that's okay. And if they don't like us, that's about them and not about us. Getting over our desire to be liked starts with a decision. It's making the decision to love ourselves, to choose ourselves, and to believe in ourselves. And in today's episode, we get to learn from Debbie Freeman, who is living a dream life as an entrepreneur, performer, and former dance captain of the Radio City Rockettes. But then like so many of us, she lost herself when she got married and had kids. And you'll learn how she lost everything when she went through a divorce and how she was able to make a decision to turn her life back around. Debbie lost 100 pounds. She learned to love herself again, gained back her confidence, and became Miss Nevada at the age of 51. Her comeback was because she made a choice. She decided to turn her anger into desire to make a change. And you too have the power to choose yourself and make that change. Debbie's story will help you to accept your imperfections, understand it's not about others and what they think about you, but what you think about yourself. You will learn to know your self-worth and allow yourself to dream bigger by being yourself and choosing you. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today. Will you just, to get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Beautiful. Thank you, Ariel, for having me, first of all. And I have been waiting for this podcast because I love it so much. And I'm so excited to be on. I'm a guest. Yay! (laughs) Finally. (laughs) All right. Well, to tell you a little bit about me, I'm certified health and life coach, but I'm a longtime performer. So my background history is I used to be the dance captain of the Radio City Rockettes. Wow. In New York City, which is like the most prestigious dance line in America. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for those that don't know, I've choreographed a show here at the Venetian Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. I used to be a director and head judge for Kids Artistic Review, also for Rainbow Dance Competitions. Cool. So I've, I have an extensive background there. I was also a magic assistant. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. Also cut hair. I have a life insurance certificate. What it's kind of like, Erin, you should be asking me, what don't you do? Right. I was like, I think you've done everything. Let's just say I believe in learning and just, you know, always becoming better. If something interests me, I want to learn and I want to, I love creating. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of my passion. Yeah. So I have a big story and I hope to inspire your guests today on how they can live their best life because I feel that I'm in my best life right now. And it doesn't have to do with how much money I have in the bank or Mm -hmm. what kind of car I'm driving or house I live in. I'll be honest with you. I am so secure with just being me and happy in my present life. And that's, you know, a lot of us don't live there. We live in the future or in the past. Yeah. So let's bring it back to here and think about being grateful for what we have, doing those gratitude journals in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't do those, 
try those, you know, five things that you're grateful for and really feel them. Don't just write them down, but feel them. Yes. You know, be there and go, oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me be here and enjoy this part of my life. Yes. And I think, Ariel, I mean, you're young. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 51 years old and I've lived a pretty good life. But, you know, I think at this age, you start to realize that I have friends that aren't around anymore. Yeah. I've lost my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And you really take a perspective of what's important to you and what's important in your life. Things yeah. that you wouldn't think about necessarily when you're younger. I know I didn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good reminder of like, you just never know what can happen and how much time we have or anything. So just to be grateful to start our day, I think is is huge. And I love that you, I can just tell like how like full of joy and how happy and you know, how much you love yourself now, but I kind of know a little bit about what we're going to dive into is like, it wasn't always that way. And even though you had such like a successful or like, you know, quote unquote successful like career, you know, take us back to like that time where you didn't have all of this self-confidence and love for yourself. Oh, Ariel, that's the question to ask. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's get so, into it. <laughs> but you know, everybody has their journey. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes life takes us on this journey that we weren't expecting to be there. How did I get here? You sit there and you ask yourself, why am I here, Lord? Why am I experiencing this? But mm -hmm. this is your journey yeah. and it is right. There's a reason God had you go through what you went through. And I've experienced a lot of stuff. I had sexual abuse when I was younger you know, so my life was not perfect. Yeah. And nobody's life is perfect. Right. We all have our uh, trials and tribulations to deal mm -hmm. with. Right. But, you know, I had married, I had gone through this beautiful career, right? Yeah. And the successful woman that I was. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to live that lifestyle anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to have children before it's too late. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I did not choose too well, mm. okay? Because And sometimes that happens. We make bad choices. Hey, we're human. Right, yeah. Right? But that was my choice, and that was my journey I was supposed to take it. Yeah, and that was the best choice that you had a, at that time. Exactly. So anyway, I had gotten married to an addict. I had known he was an addict. He was an AA, and he seemed fine. And I wasn't quite familiar about being around that sort of thing. Yeah. And I love that to believe that everybody deserves a second chance and people can change. I just have hope and I have that for everybody. I don't just classify, oh, well, that's happened before. It's going to happen again. No, everybody is different and unique. Right. Just like my podcast, Your Unique Sparkle. Everybody has their own unique sparkle about them. So I want to appreciate that. So I did. For 16 years, I was married to this man, mm -hmm. lived a second life that I knew nothing about. Oh, wow. He was an alcoholic. And of course, I missed that. And I had two children from him. Every three years, he would lose his job. And he would always come home with a crazy story. 
And my parents would say to me, Debbie, that doesn't sound right. And I'd be like, yes, that's exactly what happened. Can you believe they're doing this to him and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I, I would back him up. And every time he came home, I said, don't worry, honey. We have each other. We're going to get through this. Right. Yeah. Okay. So years go by. I have two beautiful children, girl and a little boy. And they're about 10 and 11. And I come home and he's already lost his job. I found, helped him find another one because of some crazy excuse again, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this whole time for the past six years, the last six years I was with him, like I would go to bed at night and I'd say, are you coming to bed? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Never come. Never. What would he do? He'd be out on the sofa, probably drinking when I fell asleep and doing what, no, who knows, on the internet, right? Yeah. Do you know, I could remember feeling so weird. Like, it's kind of like your intuition tells you something's going on. And I remember like sneaking out of the bedroom really quietly to where he couldn't hear me because I wanted to see what he was up to. Right. I didn't trust him. And of course, one time I, I found him on the internet with, you know, doing things that, you know, so well, apparently he didn't need me. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, after a time of that going on, it's like you start taking the Oreos to bed, the mm. ice cream, the chips, because you know what? He doesn't find me attractive. So my self-confidence went down. I was just like, I felt horrible. My no self yeah. I gained a hundred pounds. Wow. A hundred pounds. And I just was like, I had no inspiration to take it off because my husband didn't even want to be with me. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people can sadly relate to that. And, you know, it's just kind of like, what's the point? And then you're comforting yourself with food. And yeah. So then I threw myself into my work to my Mm -hmm. kids. So I didn't have to think about this because that's what we do is we basically numb ourselves, whether it be drugs, alcohol, food, overwork. We do that so we don't have to feel the emotion and the pain that we're going through, right? So that's what I was doing is I was hiding all these emotions and just losing myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you heard what kind of life I had before. Now, who was I? Right. I don't even know. So... One night he goes out and, well, I come home and he's drunk. And I said, look, I have to go and meet with the person at the mall. I was getting ready to put on a fashion show, recyclable fashion show to raise money for the Nevada Childhood Cancer Foundation. That's cool. Yes. So I was very excited, okay, to go and do this. And I love teaching and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. So I said, I can't leave you here with Austin because he's right. too full and you're drunk, I'm going to have to call my mother over. So yeah. I did. When I got home, my mother said, Debbie, he left with the suitcase. And I went, that's strange. Okay. Wow. Right. Thanks, mom. So he didn't come home all night. Didn't hear from him. I didn't know anything. But the next morning I woke up and found that our whole savings account is gone. Oh my gosh. He'd taken the money out Now, I have to tell you, it was a substantial amount. We had just sold our home that we owned for 12 years. Wow. Our savings. After every three years of him losing his job, I was just getting ready to open up my own business, which was a dance studio. Yeah. Right? 
theater. I had all the classes and ready to go, everything ready. I was ready to sign the lease. Mm -hmm. That's all I had to do was meet and sign the lease. Yeah. He'd taken the money. Wow. That's just like everything was just ripped out from under you. What? You know what I mean? Can you imagine the shock of just going, what? You have two kids and you're just like, my heartbeat. It's just yeah. going in my chest. Like, I don't know this person. Yeah. So he never comes home. I don't know where he is for like three days. I finally find him in a jail. He had totaled his vehicle with a DUI, was thrown in jail. The cashier's check from the bank, they took it, wouldn't give it to me because both of our names was on it. They had to give it back to him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So anyway, after a week, he had left his Gmail open account on the computer when he left. Imagine her. <laughs> He's got dates set up with these women. In fact, he had a date with a woman the next day to talk about a car business because he was a used sales salesman, but yeah. he didn't have a job. And he was talking to this woman like he could help her out and this, that, and the other. They were going to meet for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I see all of these emails from all these other women and date sites that he had joined. Interesting. Very interesting. It's like your life sounds like one of those scam movies. <laughs> right? Well, you know, and, the, and here's the thing is that we would be together like once a year. And when he'd come to bed, I'd be like, you know, it's been a year and I'd have all this resentment build up. Yeah. I, I don't want you touching me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And he'd be like, you're exaggerating because then a fight starts. It hasn't been a year. And I'd be like, no, it was last Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I, I am curious to know, because I think a lot of people, you know, especially as like people pleasers, we're just like, we let things slide and we're kind of settle. Like, what made you like stick around for so long? Good question, Ariel. <laughs> You know, you really should listen to your intuition mm. and your mom and dad too. <laughs> so everything, ah, <laughs> so, and they try to warn you and you know, you feel it in your gut, but you don't move. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Ariel, what kept me there was my kids. Mm. The thought of me having this perfect relationship. I had made this promise to God that I'd be with him through sickness and health, yeah. right? And I was trying to be the best parent that I could be on my part of whatever I could do. Right. Right. And that's where I was. And so I'll tell you, after this, I even went to him while he was in rehab. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, we could go to counseling. I was going to forgive him. Yeah. Or I could, because that's, you know, people go through things all the time. Right. You know, my ego is not that big. <laughs> people do bad things, you know, and I get it. You, you have to forget, you have to start somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was willing to do that for my kids. And I remember that was very hard. I was like, I got this. God's with me. I'm going to be strong. Mm -hmm. So I walked in and I talked to him and I said, well, how many times did you lie and cheat on me? He goes, Debbie, it's been so many times. It doesn't even matter. Wow. What an answer. Yeah. And you know what? It did matter because I was hurt. Yeah. I was trying to open up and have a conversation to where we could move on. I could kind of know what I was looking at, but he didn't even want to give me that. Everything, our whole relationship was a lie. Every time he came home smelling like a brewery, 
I would ask him, have you been drinking? He'd say, no. He never once admitted, okay, no. It's kind of like that saying, like, if you don't admit it, it never happened. Right, yeah. Well, that's what liars do. And they sometimes believe their own BS. Yeah. And that's what they do. I mean, I truly believe that he could pass a lie detector test. Lying. Because he believed it so much. Exactly. And never admitted to it. So as we're there, I'm like, well, do you love me? And he says, I love our kids. Boom. That was all I needed to know. Yeah. We finished our conversation and I left there. And I remember feeling like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Like the angels just came and lifted it. Yeah. And I felt this whole aura of just happiness going, you're free. Mm. I had had these, my feet had been stuck with like, you know, in cement for so long. Right. I move forward, you know, paying, I was paying this person, but I couldn't pay them. And I couldn't, you know, then the next time it would be them and not them. I had all this debt coming in. I was handling everything. My credit went down. It was just a horrible life. Yeah. Took all of me, my self-esteem, my confidence, my credit gone. This is not a story that, you know, anybody expects to be in. Right. No. And I remember putting the key in the door of that car and turning it and going, Debbie, and smiling the biggest smile ever. I got a new life. (laughs) I'm going to do this. Yeah. This is going to be great. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day, which I thought was really really special because, and it was so true. He was talking about anger, Mm -hmm. anger that I felt. Okay. Kind of like Martin Luther King. He was angry, right? But he used that anger and turned it into desire to make a change. Right. Yeah. Right. Because anger gets that, that spark Mm -hmm. moving, right? Or you could sit in anger and, and just, oh, I'm going to do this to them and I'm going to do that to them. And I'll show that. You know what I mean? That gets gets you nowhere. Right. Yeah. It's like you have a choice on how you're going to move forward from it. Absolutely. So do I want to sit here and just wallow in anger? No, No. but I'm going to use that anger, girlfriend. Mm -mm. (laughs) And I'm going to take it and turn it into desire. Just like Martin Luther King did. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to make a change. I said to myself and right there decided I'm going to lose this hundred pounds. I'm getting myself back. I've got to be strong for these kids. I have to be their role model. Mm -hmm. They couldn't look up to him. Right. My kids are going to be successful. I love my kids and I'm going to do whatever I have to. Right. That money. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And yeah, so I did. You know, guys, how did you lose a hundred pounds? No diet pill. There is no (laughs) magical pill. Diet, exercise, desire. Yeah. Desire has to be fierce and you have to know that desire. What is it? Right? Yeah. Well, of course, that desire was like, I'm going to show him what he's missing out on. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm going to be strong for my kids. I'm going to find me. I'm going to live a good life. 
right? I'm going to be happy. I got that. And so anyway, I did. I went on this journey. Took me about a year and a half to lose 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. It was a slow process. It is not fast. You do anything fast, it's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you say it's a process because it is a process. It's not quick. I mean, anything, anytime we're working on ourselves, whether it's losing weight or, you know, getting our confidence back or something like that, it's going to be a process that we've got to work towards. Yes. And because you want to appreciate it. If you were mm-hmm. just given things, would you appreciate it? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you, you have to do the work so that you actually appreciate it. And then you're not going to want to go back. Because right. it's so hard for you to do all that you did that you are happy to be where you're at. Yeah. And that's something I always remember. So I was now looking nice, you know, mm-hmm. and I used to choreograph the Mrs. Nevada for America pageants, the collegiate, the high school, the princess, you know, all of this. Yeah. And it was funny because the director, she says to me, Debbie, um, oh, you're looking great. And I said, thanks, Jack. He said, gosh, I wish I, uh, too bad I can't be in the Mrs. Nevada for America pageant, huh? Just jokingly, <laughs> yeah. right? And she goes, no, Debbie, but you could. Give me a call. So they just opened up the pageant to, in the Miss Division, M-I-S-S, for 29 mm-hmm. and above to single or widow women, right? Okay. And- you know, I'd never really thought about being in pageant. I had done them when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I used to own my own pageant business, right? Okay, yeah. It's called Creative Princess Pageants. And it was all about inspiring kids to be their best selves, teaching them self-confidence, how to get on stage, do public speaking, interview skills, modeling. I taught all of that. Wow. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So anyway, I was like, you know what? And I know you knew this. It's not about the shiny crown. Mm-hmm. It's about what you can do in the crown. Yeah. That's the important thing is now you have a voice and people will listen. Oh, she has something to talk about. I right. do. I have a journey. I had a, a really hard journey. I want to talk about living your best life spiritually, physically, mentally. Yeah. That's where I am. So that's what I do is I help women find themselves where they're at that barrier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes that happens in midlife. A lot of my friends I noticed are when I told them my story, I realized, Debbie, you're not the only one. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people have been hit with roadblocks Mm -hmm. and don't know where to turn. And I want to inspire and, and motivate those people. But to go back to the pageant, I entered this pageant and I won first runner up and stood on stage right next to a 22-year-old who won. That's awesome. 49! (laughs) I was more than half her age. And I love her. She's gorgeous and beautiful. She was amazing. And I was so proud of myself. And, you know, your unique sparkle, my podcast, is all about taking away the stigma of pageantry. Yeah. What for me was I met some of the most beautiful ladies in this journey and mm-hmm. on this pageant. We got together on, you know, every weekend and we would do, we were getting ready for the open number. We got to know each other and we're all still friends. 
We do philanthropy work. We go and we help with St. Jude. We do, you know, this nonprofit, that nonprofit. And these are women that all have things alike. Right. All living our best life. It's not about winning or not winning. Yeah. It's the journey and experience because that's what life is about, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I promote is just living your best life. And maybe it's not a pageant that you want to be in, but maybe it is. Right. And I teach workshops to help people get into their best selves and ready for that. But understanding that it's the best you. I mean, you could have a panel of judges where they all like blondes. Right. <laughs> I'm dark hair. I mean, it's people's opinions. And you know, I, I tell people that you can walk into a room, right? Mm-hmm. And there's 20 people there, and you can introduce yourself and you know, say the same story to all of them, and you're wearing the same clothes, and they all meet and greet you, right? And yeah. you leave. But not everybody is gonna like you. Yeah. They're gonna maybe you reminded them of somebody that they didn't like. Mm-hmm. Or something you said reminded them of something. It's about them. Right. That's their own hang up. So, you know, a lot of us get, and just like you're saying, people pleasers, we want to walk in that room and we want to please everybody <laughs> there. Yeah. I know we do because we want to be liked, right? Yeah, exactly. Not going to happen. I hate to tell you. I know. I saw this quote the other day that was saying about confidence and that we think that confidence is when you walk in a room, everyone likes you. But confidence is actually walking into a room and being okay if no one likes you. And I was just like, that is so powerful. Because that, I mean, that's true confidence of being okay with yourself regardless of what other people think. And so I was going to ask you, like, especially like being, you know, working with pageants, how do you help people that are going to be judged be okay with being judged? Like, that's really hard to like think about when you, like when you really think about what a pageant is of like, you're going, you're sharing all these different sides of you, and Absolutely. you're going to be judged on it. So yes. how how do you deal with that? Yes, Ariel, that's an honest to God, beautiful question, right? Yeah. So doing this and preparing mentally is working on yourself, mm-hmm. all right? Just like the story that I just gave you is understanding that and realizing we're not perfect. Yeah. Nobody is. And you have to be okay with that, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just starting out with a few practices that you can do every day for yourself to just gain mental health, you know, Mm -hmm. your gratitude journal, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, visualization, I love to work on visualization with people and, you know, ask them because people can tell you things and, and want the answers to things, but it's actually... A good coach is somebody who's going to ask the right questions and empower somebody Mm -hmm. by being able to ask them the question where they answer it. That's what's best for them. Yeah. Not what I think. Yeah. (laughs) It's what they think and empowering them to feel confident in their own solutions. Mm -hmm. And people have them and they don't even realize it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, visualizing where you want to go. If I had this magic wand, I'd do it. 
<laughs> and I tapped you on it. Where do you see yourself? What yeah. do you look like? Where do you want to be? Okay. You can do it. If you can visualize it, you can do it and you can be there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like, you know, I don't know, four foot two and you want to be a basketball player. Well, that's just not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can play basketball, just not a professional level, probably. <laughs> probably. Right. We, we got to be realistic here with ourselves, right? Yeah. But, you know, you have to know that picture. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to suggest to your audience is for them to write down, actually take some thought and write down, because that's the first step, is having the vision. Yeah. Look at it. You can change it. You can erase some stuff. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And along this way, we're going to take the journey and we're going to use our GPS, right? Mm-hmm. And this GPS is going to hit roadblocks every now and then, right? Yeah. And you may personally just turn right when you weren't supposed to because it was slow or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you're off, but it's going to get you back. But it's going to get you back with the right desire. Mm-hmm. Fire is the key point to success and achievement in your yeah. life, right? So having that desire, write down that desire, look at it every day, put it somewhere so that you can see it. And I'd love mm-hmm. to share this, Ariel. Well, you yeah. only use the audio for this, so they can't okay. see it, but a vision board. Yeah. Love my vision board. You know, the vision board I did last year, so amazing. It all came true. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And this year's vision board, I'm so excited about it. And already I can start to see things happen. Yeah. I want to ask you, like for people who kind of, they might struggle to like create a vision because, you know, they're like, oh, that's not realistic for me or I can't have that. Like, what would you suggest for them to like kind of get out of their own way and like allow themselves to dream bigger? Yes, please dream bigger. First of all, you need to know your self-worth. Mm. A lot of people don't, yeah. right? You are worthy. Ariel's worthy. The guy on the street's worthy. The woman at the cashier, she's worthy. We are all worthy. We are here on this planet. God put us here for a reason, yeah. right? You are worthy. So, first of all, you have to believe in that, all right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's very hard to find your self-worth, okay? We could talk about, you know, saying positive quotes and things to ourselves, And if you don't believe them, they're not going to do anything. Right, yeah. You say positive stuff all day long, <laughs> you know? But you have to really... Breathe it in, relax, breathe it out, feel it, feel what it feels like, okay? Envision it. You can, you are worthy of it. Be self-aware. Self-awareness is so important. We can't start anywhere if we're not self-aware that we don't believe in ourselves. Right, yeah. You got to know that first. Yeah, yeah. That is the first step. 
Yeah, I think that's just so key. I, I'm all about like self-awareness and to know that you are worthy and to just sit with those thoughts of like what you like truly desire and want and to believe that like, yeah, that's like even like you just saying it, like I'm like getting all the feels. <laughs> Good, girl. And you don't let somebody stop you. I mean, okay, so I didn't win the pageant. Did I let that stop me? Yeah. Oh, and my kids seeing me up on that stage, they were like, Mom, it was like you were a superstar. Aww. You know, I mean, it was so rewarding. And and actually, Ariel, I've just joined. So after that, when I joined another one, I did win United States of America, Ms. Nevada 2022. Congratulations. Years old. So that's awesome. That made me feel so great. Yeah. And like, this is something for me, you know, pageants don't have to be your thing. Maybe right. it is. Maybe you want to join with other women that just want to empower themselves to mm -hmm. be better. So yeah. I've just joined, I can't wait, it's July in mm -hmm. the New Orleans Hotel and Casino here in Las Vegas. And I'm inviting people to come join it. Even if you're in my division, it doesn't matter. It's about the journey and experience. Yeah. But it's the Ms. and Mrs. Classic Universe pageant 2022. Ooh. That's for 40 and above women. Awesome. So I am so excited to make new friends. Yeah. And one night we're doing like bowling and ball gowns. Like wearing ball gowns while <laughs> bowling. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you have great pictures to, you know, post and share with everybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, I cannot wait. And we're doing a fashion show to help benefit a nonprofit. And yeah. just all of that is like you're bettering yourself, mm -hmm. but you're helping other people in the process. Right. So, Debbie, I'm curious, like with you being in these pageants, like, was there anyone around you that was just like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to be doing this. Like, you're too old or you're too whatever. Like, did you get any of that? <laughs> <laughs> I think when I tell people, they think I'm crazy. And then I try to explain to them, once I start telling them the philanthropy work that I'm doing and everything, yeah. and they start seeing it, you know? Yeah. I did a bridal, I modeled in this bridal show just a few weeks ago, and mm -hmm. we were helping raise money for foster kids. Oh, wow, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? So I'm having fun. I'm bettering myself because like I'm working on my health so I can right. look nice to do all of this, right? Yeah. And I'm meeting these wonderful people and I'm also helping out at the same time. To me, that's what life is about is giving back. Yeah. You know, and it's not that I'm conceited that I, I think I'm gorgeous and glamorous because I'm not. Look at me. You guys. I, mean, I was going to say you are. <laughs> I, but, you know, I got hair that grows on my chin. I just shake <laughs> Ariel can't see it, but it's <laughs> girl. I love the honesty. Oh, yeah, girl. I, I am all honest because, you know, I have to be comfortable with who I am. Yeah. None of us are perfect. Get over it. Exactly. Get over it. I have an eyebrow that grows to here. <laughs> I, got, I got one of those razors and I got it at the dollar store, but of course it was $4.99. Uh -huh. ah, yeah. <laughs> Changing those prices. <laughs> that thing, I use it every morning. <laughs> Last thing. Anyway, there's some advice. I, you know. <laughs> but it's being okay to say, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Nobody is. 
that's just such a like relief too. Like, I mean, I think we all know no one's perfect, but then to just like have that reminder and have that honesty of like, yeah, we all have this hair that grows in awkward places that we hate and we can all relate to it. <laughs> Man. Somebody said to me at work, they go, Amy, what is that on your face? It's a, <laughs> it's a zit! Yeah. <laughs> 51 years old and I still get zits. <laughs> I feel like they lied to us about what would happen when we we got older. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I'm living proof. There you go. But I mean, I still you know, take makeup and I cover it up because, you know, and somebody said to me, because they were saying, Debbie, why do you care what other people, you know, like, why do you fix your face up? Why do you put makeup on? Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you even care? I mean, I feel like I'm older. I'm so old now that I don't have to care what anybody thinks. Mm. It's not what everybody thinks about me. Right. But I think about me. Exactly. I feel good when I do my face and makeup. I feel pretty. Yeah. It's kind of like going to the store and buying a new outfit. Don't you feel good when you walk out? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I want to feel that feeling every day. Exactly. Yeah. And I like that you bring that up because it is just like, you know, sometimes I like love putting my makeup on because it is just something about it. It's like the process is therapeutic, but then I like feel pretty and I just feel good. And there's other times like I don't wear makeup and I'm okay and I still feel pretty. And it's just, it's like whatever the person actually thinks, like we don't have to go after like someone else's standards, but like what we're yes. comfortable with. And, like, and you are comfortable with. Yeah. You and not lie to ourselves. Yes. Don't lie to yourself. We're not here to please anybody else. Let's mm-hmm. please ourselves. Yeah. And so I want to ask of like, you know, because your mission is all about helping people live like their best lives. You know, I'm curious, like, what does that like really mean to you of someone living their best life? Or what is what does it mean that you're living your best life? What does that look like? Well, for me, Ariel, I'm going to tell you that for me, I feel like I'm living it right now. It has nothing to do with how much money I have in the bank, what kind of car I'm living in the present. Yeah. Enjoying things right here and right now. You know, so many of us, you know, you've got millionaires who I remember Tony Robbins saying that he used to coach Robin Williams, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was never happy. And this is a man that, you know, had millions, right? Right. And he was never happy. He was always trying to get somewhere. Mm. And then he'd be happy. Yeah. And how many of us we say, Gosh, just let me get this done. If I can get here, I'll be happy. Right. And we get there and we're still not happy because we weren't happy. Mm-hmm. You have to be happy internally with yourself. Yeah. You know, and it's just like we talked about, you know, Ariel living authentically. And mm-hmm. that's just everything we've said today. Just yeah. being confident and comfortable with you. So many of us go, I want to be like her. I want to look like her. No, you are unique. Yes. Gorgeous. And God made you this way. Like, just like Cindy Crawford, right? She has a mole on her face. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. So now people are going around putting moles on their face because they want to look like her. Right. (laughs) You know, here's a good person of an example. Anna Nicole Smith. Mm -hmm. That model, right? Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. She carries it and she knows it. What attracts you to her is that confidence. 
Mm-hmm. It yeah. comes within and shines out. It's her sparkle. Yeah. No matter what size she is, who cares? Right. Yeah. That's it. Find your sparkle. Yes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about that. I mean, we all have that sparkle in us and we are you know, created how we were for a reason. Like if we were supposed to all be the same, we would have been all created the same. Oh, and how boring <laughs> would that be? Oh, I know. It's like, what would the point be of anything? <laughs> oh, seriously. You have a podcast as well that you've mentioned a little bit. Tell us more about your podcast and what people can find from it and where they can find it. Beautiful. Thank you, Ariel. It's your unique sparkle. So that's what it's about is just helping motivate and inspire women to be their best selves. And I share a whole bunch of guests on there. Ariel's going to come on and she's going to share her story as well. Yeah. Uh, Stay tuned. (laughs) Yes. Stay tuned because that is coming up. I'm very excited about that because, you know, if we could just touch one person and that person touches somebody, they touch somebody and it just is chain reaction all over the world. And we are so blessed to be in this day and age that we have the internet, but we can do this. This is my passion. I can tell. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. It's just to speak to people, inspire them, motivate them, just like you, Ariel. You are sparkling, girl. (laughs) Thank you. And like, what message do you really want to leave with people today? Be honest with yourself. All right, guys, this is my message to you today. All right. You are special. You are worthy. You are important. Be honest with yourself why you're holding back. Why are you scared? And then be okay to step out of that comfort zone. Take courage. It all starts with you. Have that courage to fail. Because if you don't fail, You can't grow. Mm. It won't be better. So go out and do it. Fail. If you're going to trip, fall flat on your face, get up and go, (laughs) ta-da! I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's like as a recovering perfectionist, I'm learning to fail. And I think I will now, like after I mess up, I'm just like, (laughs) ta-da! It like makes it fun and like keep going, see what happens. And absolutely, yeah. And I, I love that just starting point of just like be honest. And I think when we are honest with ourselves and you know get clear and trust ourselves, like that's when we can start moving forward and growing and you know do what we're really supposed to be doing. So living your best life. Yes. Get there. (laughs) And then I always like to ask, like, how has being yourself led to your success? Wow. You know, I just, it's because I'm not afraid to go out and fail. Yeah. It really is. I'm going to go, I'm going to be in this pageant. Okay. It is what it is. I'm going to go have fun. It's keeping priorities, what's really important in my life and to me. Mm -hmm. And if I'm having those core values, right, knowing (laughs) where our values are in your life and living them yeah will be so good but a lot of people like i said they don't know right. and that self-awareness so just get self-aware of what's important to you mm-hmm. that's part of the journey it's a yeah. journey I'm not going to be there tomorrow it's a journey so start today 
Yes, I love it. It definitely is a journey. And where can people like find you and connect with you to like stay up to date with your journey? Absolutely, Ariel. Well, I have Instagram and Facebook for your unique sparkle. They can, you know, contact me there, direct message me, or even your unique sparkle at gmail.com. Awesome. Love it. That's also, Ariel, yeah. before we go, I'm going to send you a link for an ebook that I'd love to share with your audience. Yes, uh, please. Free ebook. And it's called Self Sabotage Reignite <laughs> Your Sparkle. <laughs> I love that so much. I have learned that I have self sabotage. So I know my audience can definitely relate and needs this. And I mean, I can't wait for them to, you know, check out your book and get connected with you and just everyone, you know, own their sparkle. And Please. thank you just so much, Debbie. This has been wonderful. Thank you for having me, Ariel. I hope that you are feeling inspired to make a decision to make a change. This is your life and it's important to live it based off of what you want. Don't let others get in your way. And most importantly, don't let yourself get in your own way. And the link to Debbie's ebook on self-sabotage is in the show notes. So be sure to check that out along with her podcast, Your Unique Sparkle, for more inspiration and tips to let go of your fears and disbeliefs and to build your self-esteem and confidence. And as Debbie said, I'm going to be a guest on her podcast, so stay tuned. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you gave me a five-star rating, wrote me a review, or shared this episode with a friend. More women need to know how important they truly are. It's time to make a decision. It's time to make a change. It's time to choose you. It's time to be you.